I'm Andy Richardson, listening to DesignCast from St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm Chris Willauer, and I listen to DesignCast from Shanghai, China. This is Craig Frelick, and I am listening to DesignCast from beautiful, warm, sunny Singapore. Welcome to DesignCast, a podcast where I interview a wide range of excellent guests in design and STEAM education to get their unique perspectives. My name is Jason Regan, and I use my 20 plus years of experience as a design educator to dig deep into complex issues. This podcast has one simple mission, to create a community of people around the world that are interested in design and STEAM education. Each episode, I chat with guests from all corners of the design world, from classroom teachers to authors and even to educational consultants. We discuss a wide range of topics that we feel are relevant today. I do want to ask you that if you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a review, rate, subscribe, share, or download from your favorite podcasting app. This helps the podcast get discovered by listeners that might not find it otherwise. Also, it helps me to continually define the direction of future guests and episodes. Feel free to drop by my website, www.jasonreagan.ga, to leave me a comment or to sign up to be considered as a future guest on future episodes. Also, don't forget to stop by Anchor and leave me a voice clip that could even end up in an upcoming show. Thanks for listening. So let's get to it. All right, on this episode of DesignCast, I had the chance to chat with my friend Craig Kemp, who is the owner and creator of Ignite EdTech. We had a great conversation and discussion about all things EdTech. It's really exciting to hear the things that he's doing and what he's been able to do during this time of lockdown and COVID and what have you. I'm confident that you will really enjoy our discussion. Please subscribe, rate, and share this podcast. I appreciate everything that people have been saying and feeding back to me. It's been such an encouragement. If you have any ideas for future episodes or would like to be a guest, please reach out through my website, www.jasonreagan.ga, as there's a content form right there on the website. Maybe you don't like the typing, which a lot of us don't, so you can just leave me a voicemail over at my page on Anchor. And that link is in the show notes. Finally, for an extended description of what we talk about in this podcast, check out the linked hyperdoc that is in the show notes. So now sit back, relax, and enjoy this awesome conversation that I have with Craig Kemp.
welcome back to another edition of DesignCast. And I am absolutely excited and just feel incredibly honored to have Mr. Craig Kemp here with me today. And so, Craig, how have you been? Hey, man. Super good, thanks. Thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. It's so great to have you. And so, I'm not sure, Craig, if everyone knows who you are. They should, if, but if they don't, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're currently doing? Yeah, absolutely, man. So, my name's Craig Kemp. I've been in Singapore now for the past nine years. As you can tell by my accent, I'm originally from New Zealand. It's a bit thick and long sometimes, but I hope I speak slow enough for you to understand what I'm talking about. Moved here in about nine years ago with my family, my wife, and then my two beautiful children were born, six-year-old and a two-year-old. And we've lived here ever since. I moved here as a primary teacher and middle school leader as well before I moved here. And then, you know, I moved into a role of ed tech coaching and then into my last role at Stanford American, which is a large international school here in Singapore of 3,200 students. I moved into the role of director of ed tech and innovation. You know, for the last, well, for five years prior to doing what I'm doing now, I was in that role and supporting teachers, students, parents, community members, and you know, using technology better and developing a strategy that was authentic and purposeful to support and promote technology use in the classroom. Then June last year, I left the classroom, left the school, set up my own consultancy company, Ignite EdTech. You know, now I work as a consultant supporting schools and EdTech companies from all over the world, be successful, strategic and purposeful about their use of technology to add value to student learning. So I love what I do. I get to work with teachers, get to work with students, parents, leaders, and developing strategy and integrating technology. And then I get to work with EdTech companies. So both sides, helping them be a little bit better at being transparent and supporting the needs of schools and helping them solve those problems. That's fantastic. Thank you, Craig. And that tells us what you're doing now, but could you tell us a little bit about kind of how you came into education? And that's always a great story to hear how educators have become educators. Yeah, it's it's a really good question. It's something I actually don't get asked a lot and it's something that I really love sharing. That's what has driven my passion for what I do. I left high school and I 18 and I didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, I was from a small town of Nelson at the top of the South Island of New Zealand. Now, I didn't know what I wanted to do. There's no university in my town. You know, I, my dad was a IT director at a hospital. My mum, for most of my life, was a stay-at-home mum. And then later, when I was at high school, trained to be a teacher. So when I was 15, 16, 17, she went through teacher training college. And then in my last year of high school, she started her job. And she's always been you know, the most positive, energetic, amazing human being. And I've always tried to be like her and tried to be as positive as I can about everything. You know, she's always smiling and happy. And as a teacher, she taught your five-year-olds, you know, so new entrants, we call them in New Zealand. So right at the start of school, their first experience with school. And that's really what inspired me to get into it. You know, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to learn and study something. So I, I went to teacher's training college. And, you know, from there, I developed developed a passion, you know, from what my mum gave me and, and doing what I do and then using my dad's experience of technology. I guess I found that later on in my career as a technology coach and ed tech director and now as an ed tech consultant, you know, a nice blend of both really. So really inspired by both mum and dad and, and what they did in, in helping other people grow. I, I want to draw an illustration here because there's so many parallels with most of my guests that they got into education 
either despite their parents or inspired by their parents. And so (laughs) all those parents out there just know that, you know, what you're doing inspires children. So that's fantastic. So you've got little ones at home. How do you find time to keep up with all your work? How do you keep them from coming in in the middle of a Zoom call and things like that? How does that work? uh, Yeah, it's a good good question. My kids are outside right now. I can see them out the window running around in our condo playground. And uh, dad's working, go and run around. (laughs) My wife's in the other room on a call and for her work as well, you know, so it's, it's challenging, man. But, you know, leaving a school in the confines of working in a business like that or an organization for those that don't sort of know what international schools are like, you know, it was, I didn't leave because I didn't like it. I actually loved the school and I loved the people, but I needed to change the way I, I did things. You know, I wanted to move to a place where I could own my own schedule. You know, if I don't want to do something, I don't do it. So, you know, today I get to go and, you know, this morning I dropped my daughter at school. I got to pick her up from school. You know, I own my own schedule and that's something that I really value about my move from the classroom or the school to being a consultant. I love spending time with them. You know, I love doing things with them. So I build my career now, I guess my life around them and and what they're doing. So, you know, not many people are in a a lucky enough situation to be able to do that. You know, and COVID's super challenging, but we fight through it. We do the best that we can do. We be positive about it, you know, and I spend each and every moment I can with my kids because that's what draws the energy for me. That's fantastic. It inspires me to go spend more time with my kids. So thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that. So, you know, leaving the world of education and going into business, because now you're, uh, you know, you're a business owner and you're doing your own business. So what's been easy for you? What tools have you learned from being a teacher or being in education that that helped you? And then what's been some of the things that have been challenging for you? It's funny. I started the consulting world many years ago as like a part-time, you know, consultant supporting schools while I was still working part-time, particularly in Australia and Southeast Asia. Spoke at conferences, did all of those sorts of things. But I couldn't do two things. So the move to being able to consult full time was sort of a gradual process. So establishing a business isn't easy, you know, like going away from a fixed income to all of a sudden potentially nothing. And I was lucky that that didn't happen because I built it out well enough and planned it out strategically. But, you know, going into that is really tough, you know, really, really tricky. I guess one of the the things that, that I found easy was that, I had built a professional learning network. You know, I had Twitter. I was connect, I'm connected now with 44,000 people from all over the world that I learn and I grow from every day. And that's what's been helped me be able to grow and scale quickly as far as moving and growing the business. You know, I've just, just launched a, a big team of people that people can see by going to the website igniteedtech.com slash our team. And you can check out the, the team of people that we've built there to be able to support globally. But it's been a slow progression. It's been a lot of hard work. It's been, you know, a lot of support from my wife and my family and friends and colleagues to get there along the way. But, you know, being connected to so many amazing people has helped me build this team to be able to support people in different ways. And people need help. This team is there to help them in any way, shape or form. They just need to ask. You know, I've found my resources in my online PLN mostly. It's been invaluable right now to grow my business in in that, that way, shape and form. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, well, congratulations on, on, on adding those folks to your team. And I know that that's been a, a goal to continue to grow. And it's great to see growth even during this time of challenge. So you mentioned COVID briefly earlier, but tell me a little bit about how that's really affected kind of the way you do things. 
What a whirlwind, eh? COVID-19, not a friend to many. I get asked this quite a lot recently, and you know, I've just come off a live webinar for EduTech, and I just, one of the participants asked a question about it, and it's, it's really hard to answer, because you know, this is affecting so many people's lives, both from a health perspective, but also a day-to-day -day work and lifestyle perspective as well. You know, it's, COVID's been really challenging to me as a business owner. I'm lucky that I've built, that I've worked my butt off for the first 12 months and built up, you know, a bit of income to be able to keep us going during this time. But, you know, it's not just me either. My wife's taken a big pay cut. And so there's all sorts of things that you have to consider in these sort of situations. But, you know, the first 12 months for me as a business owner, were crazy and I worked you know 15 16 hour days and traveled to I think in my first 12 months I traveled to eight different countries spoke at something like 12 different conferences worked with uh, more than 60 schools and edtech companies all over the globe since then work has obviously got a bit quieter less money to spend you know less time and energy to invest in it you know although right now i'm seeing a bit of a resurgence in that because schools are realizing they need support in developing strategy and you know that's what we do you know it helped me diversify my business quite a lot you know bring in a team of people that can help support more people and sort of help me better understand how i can make a better and bigger impact so you know i've been running loads of free webinars providing opportunities to connect and engage with people. You know, I started my podcast, the EdTech Chat podcast, which is thriving now and I'm loving it more so, you know, when I say thriving, you know, I don't mean millions of listeners, but I mean one or two people jumping on board and listening and that's all that matters for me. I love sharing, you know, every week and being able to, you know, diversify my business to now also support EdTech companies as from the beginning of stages of startups where I'm an advisor to many startups, but also advanced businesses looking to grow in Asia Pacific. And I've been able to work with seven or eight companies over the last 12 months to help them develop and grow and be more transparent and successful in working with schools. You know, my role as an EdTech director, I came across so many rubbish businesses that just wanted to sell, sell, sell. So my approach with companies is supporting and advising them to be better at listening and helping solve problems rather than trying to get that sale. So, and that's been incredibly successful and helped drive their growth as well. So I'm really enjoying, you know, that side of things as well, which is helping keep my mind growing and learning too. So you mentioned your podcast. Do you think, I know we were talking earlier and you were a big blogger you know, you, you wrote lots of fantastic blogs that I know people still reference and have had what hundreds of thousands of views, probably there are lots and lots of views. And so as the podcast grows as well, what, what do you find different about doing it as a podcast versus in the written form? Yeah. I never liked writing, right? As a kid, I hated the idea of writing things. And yeah, I think that's probably a more of a male problem than anything else. But you know, I really struggled with, you know, I was good at writing, but I just didn't enjoy it, you know, and then I, I started blogging because that was the cool thing to do, you know, 12 years ago. And you know, that's how I shared my professional journey. And that developed into a blog that, like you said, that's been viewed hundreds of thousands of times by people all over the world. But I just didn't have a passion for it. You know, I like speaking and sharing. I don't like standing on a stage. I'm actually, I do it a lot, but I actually don't enjoy it. I'm actually an introvert. People don't believe me, but I'm very much an introvert. You know, COVID's been awesome for me because I've got to sit in my house and avoid contact with people. And that's been the greatest thing ever. You know, I love it. I do enjoy speaking and, and I find it much easier to share my ideas and thoughts verbally than in a written form. So I decided just to make that change from blogging to creating the podcast. And it took a long time to develop the concept of what I wanted the podcast to be. But really, the, it ended up coming down to being, you know, a 30-minute 
weekly podcast episode that supports teachers in you know developing edtech in their classroom so the edtech chat podcast was born allows me to, to chat with people just like this with passionate people from all over the world that inspire me i get to chat to them every week i share my favorite tools every week that i use all the time you know i, I have the opportunity to share some of my advice and tips for free for people as well so it's a cool way to give back and share and the other thing that i love is that i i get prizes to give away you know that's the other cool thing about being connected to so many people is that people give me free stuff and I don't want the free stuff. So I give my free stuff to other people that deserve it more than I do. Uh, so I, I love being able to do that as well. So, you know, for me, I, I want that to keep growing. I want to help people learn for free and, and help them grow and, and thrive. And, and I hope I, I'm doing that right now. And I hope I can continue to do that. Well, it's definitely one of those on my queue that I listen to weekly. So it's fantastic. I've enjoyed it and shared it with as many people as I can share it with. And I noticed you've even started a little video sort of messages that you've been putting on LinkedIn and things like that. And what's that all about? Yeah, so I started doing a bit of a series with a company called Education Perfect. You know, I came out, I said to them, like, these are the 12 things that I, I love that I think are really important with education right now. We aligned it with their product. And you know, I, I shared short, short three-minute videos, a series of 12 of them, three-minute videos about some of the areas that I think are critically important right now, like well-being, data analytics, feedback, social-emotional learning, all sorts. The list goes on, but things that I was really passionate about. And I filmed them right here when I'm sitting here with a terrible camera, terrible lighting, you know, terrible audio, but it was just all about the content. I watched them back now and it was only a month or two ago, but I look at it and go, oh, that is terrible. You know, what terrible lighting, what professional does that? I look back and I look at, listen to the content and I love it because it's, it's what I'm passionate about. So yeah, that was, that was a fun little series that we created actually. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, and they're quick bite-sized things that someone can watch between classes, even if they were yeah. doing that kind of thing. I'm not promoting being on social media, at school, but you know, if, if they just need something quick and, and that's, yeah. yeah, that's fantastic. This podcast is a proud member of the teach better podcast network, better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get back to the episode. Tell me a little bit. I know that you're an excited guy. I've talked to you a bunch of different times, Craig. And so what are some things you're really, really excited about at the moment? I love this question because I do get excited and passionate about stuff. And probably two things actually that spring to mind immediately. One is, you know, EdTech tools using EdTech, you know, authentically and purposefully. So maybe I'll share a couple of my favorite tools as well. And the other one is the Singapore government where I live, their reaction to the digital divide. So I've really loved their reaction to it. One of the things that I'm pretty passionate about is equitable access to devices. And, you know, when, when COVID struck, like many, many countries, it was obvious here that there were issues with the equitable access to resources. And the Singapore government had a seven-year plan in place to get devices in the hands of kids age 12 and above. But thanks to COVID, they were actually able to invest heavily and quickly to ensure that, you know, the plan actually changed from by the end of 2027 to the end of 2021. So by the end of next year, every kid in secondary you know, from the age of 11 or 12 up are going to have a device, you know, it's going to be no longer acceptable in this country to use that as an excuse to affect the way that you learn. And I love that. I love that the government has invested so heavily 
in making sure that the future of this country that my family and I love so much is going to be a positive one. It's very exciting times when it comes to that. And I hope that more governments all around the world are going to change and adapt and do the same things because we see it all over the world. The other thing that I'm super excited about is, you know, again, thanks to COVID, some of the positive things that have come out of COVID have been some of the things that I've seen from ed tech companies, really focusing on listening to the needs of their people. And in the end of the day, ed tech companies can't be successful if we don't have problems to solve. So, you know, I love the a couple of companies in particular, you know, one of them that I mentioned earlier on, Education Perfect. And Education Perfect are a company that provide content for schools, particularly kids aged 10 and above, in just about every subject area, help your languages, everything, you know. Like you could literally name a subject and they've got a year's worth of content there. You know, they've built their system around artificial intelligence. You know, as a as high school math teacher, I can assign things to my kids or a Spanish teacher or a Chinese teacher or Korean language teacher, and I can assign it to them. Not only will it self-mark my work for me to save me time, but it'll actually assign next learning steps for the students to differentiate their learning. You know, I get 50%, so it gives me all this remedial stuff. You get 90%, it gives you extension activities. And it does that by itself. And that's been driven by the needs of teachers during COVID-19, you know, an agile data-driven learning system. And I'm super passionate about things like that when companies get it right, because a lot of companies don't get it right, but Education Perfect have got it right. And we'll make sure that the link's there for people to check it out as well. The other company that, uh, the tool that I've been really loving lately, and it's a tool that's pretty new for me around augmented reality, is Hologo World. So hologo.world. It's an immersive AR app. Uh, that aligns with curriculum and learning objectives. It's packed full of amazing content for so many different subject areas. But what I love most is that they're working alongside schools, people like you and I, and they're willing to listen and actually change and tailor their solution to help solve our needs. So what they're actually doing right now, and some of your listeners, including yourself, may be interested in this, is they're actually working with people to co-create content, you know, adults and students to co-create content. Because they're at such an early stage of their development, they want you to help grow and develop the product to suit your needs. Uh, And I'm super impressed by that. Not many companies actually follow through and allow that. Uh, If people want the direct connection to Hologo, I'm happy to pass on the details of the CEO, who's an amazing guy. But equally, they can just go to hologo.world and learn a little bit more about about what the company has to offer. So, I mean, you know, that, a couple of things that excites me right now, just as much as it's exciting me to get to talk to you as well. <laughs> Way too kind, Craig. That's fantastic. And I'll, I'll make sure that all this is in the show notes. And so folks don't have to be writing down while they're riding on the train or whatever, they're, <laughs> wherever they're listening. <laughs> so, so I have a couple of different questions I asked you earlier. And I want to ask you, first off, what book should everybody be reading right now? Yeah, you know, my go-to book is always Simon Sinek's Start With Why. You know, even though he's not an educator, he I always share one of most probably famous quotes, which is, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And I think it's critically important for us to understand the why for how we use technology and not just go and do it, because schools often make the, the, the issue of just sort of dumping technology and that's that. He's one of my favorites as well. So that's fantastic. And who should everyone go and watch on YouTube right now? Yeah, that's a good question, man. I love YouTube and I often I've just watched the Social Dilemma documentary. So, you know, going into that YouTube rabbit warren is something I do on the frequent and it's normally to disconnect 
and disengage from the world around me. Someone that, that I know really well, I know you've connected with him before, is uh, Siti de Klerk. He's an amazing guy, extremely talented, inspiring, and, you know, just knows his stuff. He has a YouTube channel, which is called EduFlip, and, you know, over lockdown, some of his videos have now hit over a million views. So he's an yeah, incredible guy, and I encourage you to go check it out, because if there's something you need to know, he's got it. Yeah, I totally pass that along to anybody who I can. And I know he's got over 100,000 followers now on subscribers on that. So yeah, he just keeps growing. So I'll have him back on pretty soon, hopefully, and awesome. can talk some more about that. So just real quick, as we kind of wrap things up, Craig, first off, thank you so much. But if people want to get in touch with you, what is the best way to do that? Yeah, I'm able to be connected to just about everything. You know, if you're on social media, you'll find me on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me as Mr. Kemp NZ. Uh, or NZ, you know, my, my website is igniteedtech.com. I'm sure you're going to send these links out. Facebook, Ignite EdTech. YouTube is Mr. Kemp NZ. LinkedIn, the same. If you search Mr. Kemp NZ just about everywhere, you'll probably find me. Most active on Twitter and LinkedIn, but I'm like a new learner on Instagram. So if you're on Instagram, connect and follow with me because that's like my new thing, even though I have no idea what I'm doing. So I'm going to drop everything right now and add you, my follow list. So you got, you got me. One last question. When people listen to your podcast, what's the best way to do that? If you, if you want to follow the podcast, any podcast channel, just search for The EdTech Chat Podcast. The EdTech Chat Podcast, Spotify, YouTube. It's on just about every podcast channel, Google, Apple, wherever you listen to them, you'll find them. You can also go to the link, Linktree, so L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Mr. Ken Penzed, and you'll find it there. All the links uh, to be able to get anything you need, uh, that's where they'll be. Craig, I really appreciate you taking the time away from spending time with your family to spend time with me. And because I feel like I'm your brother from another mother. So I appreciate totally that. So <laughs> hopefully, that we'll, <laughs> hopefully we'll get a chance to connect again. And I have checked out Education Perfect and they're fantastic. And I would recommend them anytime. And Clan Beat as well. I've really enjoyed talking to them as well. So awesome. any of those folks, it's great. But anybody listening, check out Craig's podcast. He's fantastic. And Craig, thanks again so much for being here with me today. Thanks, buddy. Absolutely loved it. See you again soon. All right. Take Bye. care. I hope you enjoyed that episode of DesignCast. I'm Jason, your host, and I produced and created this podcast. If you have any input, I would love to hear from you. And I look forward to seeing you again really soon.